Hello and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. Have you ever noticed, and you know, maybe this doesn't happen to you, when you are reading a book about food or drinks, you want that food or drink? Um, yes. Hello. First off, I love cookbooks, so I'm always finding new recipes. But then I also love books around cooking or being a chef or baker. Like a couple of years ago, I read The Coincidence of Coconut Cake by Amy Reichardt, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. had all kinds of good food. And of course, I ended up making coconut cake. <laughs> you, you know, it's I mean, that could be a problem. It, right. It, it, it really it, it really is a problem for me if I'm reading a book, let's say set in the 20s and I have to make a gin based cocktail or if I'm reading a book set in Italy, I have to have a glass of red wine. I totally get it. Or even if you're watching Bond, James Bond. You know, you want it shaken, not stirred. (laughs) And, you know, in some other cultures, there are like multiple courses for food, which are paired with drinks. I mean, in France, in Italy, I mean, you eat for hours. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. But, you know, the the um, good thing about that, though, the difference is the smaller size of the portions and um, typically those citizens in those countries walk a lot more than Americans do just to get from place to place and not necessarily as exercise. And it, it it's just, you, you can't really have one without the other. Right. Agreed. And, you know, when you have courses, like you had said earlier, if they're carefully planned and paired with drinks. So... Oh, yes. (laughs) You know, and that brings me to uh, the whole idea of a palate cleanser. You know, like when you're shopping for perfume and they give you that little bottle of of coffee beans to smell. And so with a palate cleanser, you can cleanse your taste buds from what you've just eaten to have everything fresh and ready for the next course. Well... And it's not just eaters, us readers need that too sometimes. In this episode, Carmen and I are talking about palate cleansing book. Thank you listeners for the love on TikTok. And if you haven't yet, please go to TikTok and follow us. Like and comment on our post and you can stitch or duet with us. Everything makes a difference. And again, thank you. I am drinking a cocktail, which is like an aperitif, like it's before the dinner. And it's called the French. I know. Love it. Hello. It's called the French 75. And French 75 is a very refreshing, citrusy, sparkling gin cocktail that packs a punch. 
It's the perfect cocktail that lifts your mood in no time. <laughs> it's got gin, lemon, <laughs> sir, uh, lemon, simple syrup, and champagne. You know how I'm a sucker for anything with champagne. That is the truth. And you know, I think we've we have talked about this several times on our episodes. So um, I love that we kind of recycle the drinks that we've mm-hmm. talked about. And I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I love the whole idea. Like you've got an aperitif. I love the whole idea of a cocktail served after a meal that's mm-hmm. meant to help in digestion, which I don't know, just kind of cracks me up. <laughs> I mean, what I do is I just go lay down, but maybe this yeah. cocktail might help me do that as well. <laughs> um, hello, Tums, 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 Tums. Um, <laughs> but this one is appropriately called the digestive, and I am drinking what is considered a classic digestive cocktail, the Manhattan. I love those. Those are so good. And and let me tell you, my heart went up uh, into my throat when I was making this before our uh, meeting because I dropped my bottle of wild turkey on the floor. And just for a moment, I felt like I had to call out to the spirit spirits (laughs) for to the wild turkey gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please don't break. <laughs> it turned out to be okay. Well, I just finished reading The Man in the Brown Suit by Agatha Christie. It was just such a delight to read. I love her writing. You know, I love anything by Agatha Christie. She uses that old school English. And I love reading through the different social circles that she uses with very proper etiquette. Oh, yeah. And that English etiquette is different than American etiquette. (laughs) Well, yeah, any (laughs) etiquette's different than ours, Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I almost called you last week uh, because I finished One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. Uh And it is a fictional account of a real place. And I thought it was going to go in a totally different way because it's about a woman who loses her mother. Um, She has, I think, uh, a terminal disease, I think cancer. And she's an only child, very, very close to her mom. It hit really close to home for me because that is the way I am. My mom has always been my mom, my friend, my counselor, my priest, you know, everything. And um, so she goes to, uh, she and her mom were going to go on this trip together. And then after her mom passes, she decides to continue to go on to this trip in Italy because her mom had spent some time there as a young woman and she just wanted to experience what her mom wanted to share with her. And so I am really considering halfway already made my mind up to go to Positano, Italy on the Amalfi Coast and Ooh. stay at the Hotel Poseidon, which is the place of the book. And I'm thinking they're closed for the winter. So I'm thinking about going in April or May. Uh, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> you know, am I the only one that always has a passport in my purse? No. 
Mine's right I mean, here. I could I could reach out and touch it. Yes, yes. So I I really think my cousin Krista just got back from Greece, and she spent almost a month in Greece, and it looked like such a wonderful, wonderful trip. And you know, Rachel, we're gonna wake up one day, and we're gonna realize that we're we're past going. Mm. Do you know what right. I'm saying? This no, is totally the time. Do. You know, we don't have any kids in the house. We don't have grandkids yet. And this is the time for us to travel. So I'm thinking we will take a bubbly bibbly trip to Positano, Italy. Okay. Like I said, sign me up and let's do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Yay. mean, I'm real I'm I'm there. Let's go. Uh, and, you know, and I've said this before, I love how we intentionally pair our drinks with a theme. You know, you were talking about pairing drinks with courses earlier. And right. I, I don't I don't really know how we started doing this, but I love that we just kind of organically started doing it. I, I kind of think we could do more with that. Like uh, write a book, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I will tell you there's a tried and true market for people who love books and booze, but yes. that, that may be a tiny bit more aggressive than I was thinking. Okay, listeners, tell us what you think about how we can get our themes and cocktail pairings to the drinking and reading masses. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Rachel, first, before we get started, I have to ask you, if you looked for that revenge movie I told you about in the last episode, it was called Law Abiding Citizen. I did look it up. I haven't watched it yet because we had a couple of series that we needed to finish before Emma and Pete, my daughter, came for the weekend. So we had to finish those last week before they came mm -hmm. because there was mm -hmm. just like a couple but it looked really good. Anything with those actors in it, I agree. They're really good. And man, yes. he was just like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I killed that person. <laughs> and I'm like, dang. <laughs> but yeah, I looked well, it you up. Know, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. All right. Well, keep me updated. Okay. Because I, I feel like I'm invested now in okay. you watching this movie. I'll watch it this week. I promise. Okay, and just as a side note, listeners, if you've seen it, let me know what you think, because I need to talk to somebody else who loves movies about killing bad guys. <laughs> TikTok Carmen, okay? Let's stitch her with it, okay? <laughs> All right. So, you know, movies like that are a great escape, but books are like that, too. Yes, but sometimes a book is just so, whoa, and that when you finish it, <laughs> you have to decompress before you start anything else. I mean, hmm. it normally I just go straight into another book, but there are moments when you have to sit there for a minute and digest a story. One of those for me was The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Swab. I mean, in that moment of desperation, that young woman takes a bargain with the devil to live forever, but is cursed and is forgotten by everyone she meets. I mean, this story had so many twists and turns that when I finish, I really did have to just take a hot minute and let everything settle before I started anything else. Yeah, I really liked that one, too. There is one book that I have on my shelf that I really want to read. I've read reviews of it, and I even watched an interview with the author. But I I just can't quite bring myself to read it. What? Why? What's the subject matter? 
you know, I mean, you obviously know a lot about it from your activities around the book. I mean, you've read, you've watched the interview and everything. Why not just jump into it? Well, I, I don't really know what the subject matter is. I know that it is it it is uh, it centers around some young men, and you know that always touches my heart because I'm the mother of young men, and yes. uh, but every review that I read or podcast I listen to that discusses this book, they all have one thing in common, and that is they all loved the book like. Like, this is the best book I will read this year kind of thing. But it also completely wrecks the reader. I mean, wrecks the reader. And I'm just not sure I'm ready to be intentionally, emotionally wrecked. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to go into those books not knowing you're going to be wrecked. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. I, I've told you about a time when I had to take a break before picking up another book. You got to tell me about one of yours. I will. I um I do have one in mind. It's Lillian Boxfish Takes a Walk by Kathleen Rooney. I had to put this one down when it was finished and just kind of look around for a few days. Now, you know, just like stare at the wall and stare outside and watch the squirrels go up and down the tree. There was really nothing in the story that was so awe-inspiring or tragic or poignant. I just completely fell in love with Lillian and I was not ready to let her go. It is still one of my very favorite books. You've mentioned that book before, and mm -hmm. this, it has definitely gone on my TBR list. I've got so many post-it notes over here already. But when we come back, we're we are going to be talking about some books you can turn to after you need a reading break. Do you guys know you can buy Bubbly Bibbly merchandise? Yes, you can. And I'm always adding new items to our merchandise. So be sure to visit www.bubblybibbly.com to check out the entire selection. Now, we've hit very lightly on a few books that demanded a break, at least for us, between it and the next one. And I think I may have hit on an idea for the next episode, and that is to talk about those books. I don't know why I didn't think about that first. Well, yeah, this is a little bit of putting the cart before the horse to yeah. talk about palate cleansers. Um, then the then about the books that cause the need for palate cleansers. So, but we've never been much for you know, following the rules, you and I, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we're not, we're, we're okay about breaking rules. So, <laughs> um, but I do think that those books that cause us to need a pause are, um, are worthy of our time. So I, I'm, I'm going to get on that, but getting on with this one, I want to, um, I want us to tell the book and then why it cleanses the palate. Okay, so I just want to go into a little bit more detail. So, okay, Rachel, go. Okay, my first book is Ready Player One by Ernst Klein. And it's an audible book also, and it's narrated by Will Wheaton. <gasps> and this, I Wesley know. Crusher? 
Yes, it's an amazing story, too. So it takes place in 2044, and the real world is in decline. So now people pretty much live in this virtual world called the Oasis. It's this virtual utopia that lets you be anything you want, be anywhere, uh, be anything you want to be. You can play, you can fall in love, you can work. And there was like 10,000 planets and one day the creator dies and sets up this um, puzzle, an award, uh, a prize of like to all his virtual um, people that are in the world. So you follow a young man, Wade, who stumbles upon the first piece of the puzzle. And girl, it's on like Donkey Kong, <laughs> like almost <laughs> literally. So isn't this a series? There's two in the book. So it's Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. Okay. And Ready Player Two is good and it has a great twist at the end. But this one is just, you almost can't beat it. It's oh. so good. This is a book you could read. And especially if you grew up in the 80s, this is mm. your book. Like, it's amazing. It's a good read, it's a good listen to. Um, it's just amazing all in all. Well, you kind of had me at Will Wheaton because let me tell you. I know, you, right? He's I amazing. Am, I'm so happy that he had life after Star Trek because me too. he really is. He's funny and he's nerdy and he's cool. I watched yeah. him on The Big Bang Theory. Yes. And that's the whole thing. Yes. When he lies about his grandmother. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it, this is a good book. This is just a fun read. I mean, there's some serious parts in it. And, you know, of course, like climate change because the world is not good. But yeah, um, it's really a fun read at the end of the day. Oh, that sounds like a good one. Now, I don't want to cop out on my first example, but... I know that I can turn to any Jennifer Weiner book when I need a mind cleanse. Now, her books are not life-changing for the reader, but they really are deep enough to stick with you. The first book that I read by her that solidified her as one of my go-to authors was called Then Came You. I gave this book three stars in uh, my review, and the first sentence in my then extremely short review from 2015 is the perfect literary palette cleanser. I literally wrote Ooh. that. So um, I noted that another reviewer postulates that Weiner is a quote one note end quote writer, which I think means that she sticks with the same formula regardless of her characters. And honestly, I think that may be what makes me return to her over and over when I need a frontal lobe rest. Her work is a known quantity. I know that I'm going to get a story that is well-written, will feature very diverse characters, and in the end, have a satisfying conclusion. So it's like A, B, C every single time. See, that what, that's what you need for a cleanser. Yes, yes. One book I read this summer was The Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand. This story was amazing. It's 
it part of the story was a who done it but it's essentially a written soap opera set at the hotel nantucket and there were so many casts and you followed kind of all of them in a little bit but you know the two main characters of course the you know the love interest mm -hmm. and there was even a ghost which was exciting. It was just a fun, delightful, not thinking, you know, you don't have to think too much about the story. And in the end, everybody has that happy ending, that frontal lobe, like serotonin, you yes, know? Yes. Yes. Do we need to put Nantucket on our uh, bubbly bibbly travel list? Uh, yes, uh, maybe so. <laughs> um, okay, well, I obviously go with the tried and true when I'm clean, uh, choosing a palate cleanser because my next one is a series that I know I've talked about before. It's the number one ladies detective agency by Alexander McCall Smith. And I've talked about this series a lot uh, because there's just a lot that I love about it. The first thing is the series, of course, has an overall arc of the characters and their their interactions and dealing with their lives. But getting to know them and how they evolve over time is really just kind of comforting to me. It's almost like a friendship. And each book has its own standalone story or mystery because of course detective agency uh that anchors the book <laughs> and the books are just so positive um madam ramatsway ramatsway uh she's the central character and she is very proud to be from botswana she's very proud to have her own business and she's very loving and supportive of her husband, but she also maintains her own independence. It's just, it it just makes me feel good deep down inside to read one of these books. And because there are over 20 in the series, and I think I'm on number six, if I need a palate cleanser, I can just go and pull the next one out uh, of the list and just fall into Madame Ratmatsway's embrace. See, I love series like that. There's a couple from, you know, we'll just say like James Patterson has a couple of series that you can yes. always fall into. That's just kind of one of those things where you want to go back and see what's up with the new characters. I think that's amazing. I love like, that's when a character becomes part of you. And I think that's so amazing. After this short break, we're going to come back for some more. Hi, listeners. Head over to Patreon and become a sustaining member for Bubbly Bibbly. The three levels available have exclusive content and benefits at each tier. So you can choose the one right for you. And we thank you very much. My next response to needing an easier read is to reread a book that I enjoyed in the past. And there are so many beautifully written books out there that I enjoyed. It it's definitely a reread, but it's also kind of a refamiliarization with an old friend. So for this one, I instantly think of two books. One is The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. 
This is my favorite book of all time. And it's about a bored young man named Milo. And he opens a box in his room to find that someone has sent him a magical toll booth. And it transforms him from his bedroom into the kingdom of wisdom, where he has to help them during some troubling times. Now, he's accompanied by a dog named Talk, which, bear with me, is a watchdog. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> it's just so clever and entertaining, and there really is a jewel on each and every page. So I could reread and reread and reread this one. You know what? That is a really good idea to do for a palate cleanser book, is to go back and reread something that you have enjoyed. I love that. One of there, I have an author like that. You mentioned an author earlier, but one of my best, I think one of the best palate cleansers author you can read is Emily Henry. Mm. And this summer I read The Book Lovers, which is one of her best, I think. It's about this cutthroat literary agent named Nora, who's definitely not, and I'm putting that in quotations, not the heroine type. And her sister ends up getting her to go to on a vacation to like this literary place um, that's been written in a book. And she's like, come on, let's go. It'd be fun. And she's like, come on, you know, this isn't like I'm going to go on a trip and fall in love, but okay, whatever. And of course she meets Charlie, who's not that quote unquote type of hero. (laughs) And the story writes itself. And she's really Emily Henry does this a lot, but she does it in such a fun and smart way that, um, you know, it's coming, Mm -hmm. you know, that everyone's got, you know, the happy ever after kind of thing, but she does it in such a different way in all her books. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun. I like, like you said, the ABC, here it comes, but you're like, but I don't know, like chapter 10, you're rooting for them. You're like, oh, come on, Charlie. This, <laughs> after the, you're running in the rain, go give her the big hug, you know, and that kind of thing. I like those. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mentioned there were two books that I like to reread. The second one that I like to pick up is one by one of our favorite authors, It's called Astrid and Veronica by Miss Linda Olson. And this book is just, it, it's so lyrical in its writing and it, it just kind of lulls you with the sing song type of story that it is. And so it, it's a great story. It deals with a 32 year old named Veronica who's, fiance has just passed away and she needs a a new um, outlook, a new place. You know, she needs a new, a, a new pivot in her life. So she moves in next door to an 80 year old recluse named Astrid in a very remote Swedish town. So Astrid watches her from afar. Veronica feels these old woman eyes on her. And 
to see how these women meet and bond and grow into a very real friendship, it is just so beautiful. And it's almost symphonic, you know, to watch this experience happening. This is one of those books that I buy wherever and whenever I run across a copy so that I can share it with others. Yes. And the um, cover is beautiful as well, oh, too. Yes. You know, we've talked about that, too. <clears throat> and I I'm going to I read anything she writes. So one of the books that I read this summer that is has quickly now on my cleanser list, but maybe one of my favorite books is so adorable, was Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. Now, I still don't know if she's related to Lucy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's about Tova, who's a widow, and her unlikely friendship with a giant Pacific octopus, Marcellus, who reluctantly lives at the local aquarium. And like the first time she meets Marcellus, he was in the break room because <laughs> he likes the snacks that people leave out. <laughs> and she she was like, what the heck? During the friendship, though, Marcellus deduces what happened the night that Tova's son disappeared. And they work through it. And he gives her all these clues as to what happens. I'm not going to tell you everything, but he does give her clues. I love it that there's a point of view from him. So every other chapter is his chapter. And he talks about what's going on. It's just, it's a heartwarming, a really heartwarming story. And this might be a book that I reread and reread. Kind of like a Harry Potter or a man called Uva, Uv. And um, there's a couple of other books out there that I will reread. And this is probably going to be one of this them. This one sounds really, really good. But, you know, it also, um, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but it also reminds me of the the latest, um, <clears throat> Ad, was it Adam Ware book, where somebody goes into space yes. and he meets his best friend that's an alien. And so yes. kind of... Kind of uh, Tova's... Very similar, but not sci-fi. Tova's yes. best friend is the <laughs> octopus. And so I really, uh, I, I love that yeah. whole idea. It also reminds me of the movie, The Shape of Water. <gasps> that was a good movie, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So another way I like to take a little break, and really, you started me on this, Rachel, and I thank you very much. Oh, and, this is interesting. Yeah, is to listen to a book. So yes. I know from doing the episode on physical book versus audio book that they both engage the same parts of your brain, but it's different for me mentally. The way I absorb it is totally different. And I think it allows me to feel like I'm taking a reading break while I'm still consuming a book. So I love that. Even if it's really heavy and detailed, like Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr, um, uh-huh. I I can still feel like it is an excursion or an escape from reading. And here's my hypothesis, totally made up. Okay. It's because the book is being read to me. And really, there's not much more soothing 
in my opinion, than someone reading to you. It's just so companionable and intimate. Yes, I it agree. Really, yes. Yeah. It, it takes me back to my childhood when my mom read to me yes. and it's just soothing and relaxing. And to me, that is the perfect combination of a palate and a brain cleanser. I love reading and enjoying a feel good book. There's nothing wrong with it. Or even like you said, a palate cleanser, like Read, quote unquote, reading a book in a different way, like listening to it in Audible. I don't mind being and I don't mind it being light or refreshing because sometimes that's just what we need to be refreshed and recharged. Reading doesn't always have to be heavy, feeling like you have a responsibility. And the sound of our cheering fans means it's time for a little bubbly bibbly talk. Thank you guys for. And for everyone who voted for Bubbly Bibbly on the podcast awards, awards are announced on September 30th, which is also National Podcast Day. And remember that I had two books to send to two listeners who shared two podcasts with five friends each. Well, Rachel reported that we didn't have any shares. I mean, what the heck, people? So the books are still sitting in my living room waiting on someone to show us some love. So here's all we need you to do. Share two separate podcasts and tag five different friends who you think would enjoy listening on each of those shares. And thank you. I was going to say, and tag us as well. Yes, and thank you very much for doing this. We really appreciate all the support for us on social media. We want to remind you that each like, love, comment, share, repost, stitch, or anything else you do to interact with us or any of our accounts helps us each and every time. Let us know if you need a palate cleanser sometimes when you're reading and what you guys turn to. And of course, continue to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and www.bubblybibbly.com. And remember, Jamie Attenberg said, I find that short stories are almost like palate cleansers or brain cleansers. 